next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. It's an amazing thing when you're in trouble with God, the only one who can deliver you from divine trouble is God. God is the only one that can deliver you, and that's what he did at the cross. The only cure for your sins is God's cure. fast horse or a faithful God? To whom will you put your trust in? Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Today we move into Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Is that your banner? Is that what you find rest in? We'll be encouraged from God's Word today. Make it a point to join us as we're encouraged together. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Judah is shaking in their boots. They're afraid of another invasion from the north by Assyria. Assyria had invaded them under Sennacherib, and uh, God marvelously delivered Israel in the days of Hezekiah. And uh, they were repulsed, and uh, Sennacherib goes back uh, to his home country where his sons kill him in a temple worship service. And, uh, but they always were having these threats coming out of the north, and God repulsed Assyria. Eventually, Babylon will come in and invade them. And Isaiah, the prophet for four different kings in Judah, he is writing to these people who, according to chapter 30, what they had done, they were fearing this military invasion. So what did they do? They said, we will make an alliance with Egypt. We will go down to our old enemy because Egypt raises good horses. Uh, That is a great escape from Assyria. And they said, if we just make a deal with Egypt, And if we could get on a fast horse, we've got it made. We need military protection. Well, one of the uh, jokes of history is that Egypt was a broken power at this time, secondary by far to Assyria. This Assyria, present-day Syria in the north, they were no one to mess with. They were in top shape. They were ruthless killers. And uh, Israel wasn't prepared Israel fell already by the time you read Isaiah. The ten northern tribes have been conquered. Now Judah is here trembling. And what do we do when we're under threat? Let's make an alliance with our old enemy. And that will give us the protection we need. Isaiah shows up. And he starts this message. Is it alliances with enemies or reliance on God that will deliver you? Is it an alliance with old enemies that turns you into slaves and uh, God told you not to go that way again? God even said in Deuteronomy 17 to the kings of Israel, don't multiply wives and don't go buy horses. That's a weird 
weird boundary. Why did he say that? Your king is going to come riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. You know why? A horse could outrun a donkey, and he wanted Israel to know, it's not your horses that delivers you, it's your God. I'm the God that is great. I don't need the military might of other countries. It's about like us trusting the United States military. That's all the protection we need. Are you kidding? The Russians are twice as hungry. When you live under the brutal government they live under, fighting is worth it. Let me ask you a question. Where do you go when you're in trouble? Where do you go when you're in trouble? And here's, I think, a maybe more important question. Where do you go when you're in trouble with God? Because Israel's trouble is going to come from God. He's going to use the invading armies to chasten his people, to bring judgment on them, but they're really in trouble with God. Let's uh, consider the reason for their troubles. Let's just track that out. What was the reason they were in trouble with God? Uh, just follow me. Verse 1. Stubborn children, declares the Lord. Anybody ever raise a stubborn child? I won't look. Uh, carry out a plan, but not mine. You didn't consult me. You, you're making an alliance, but you didn't consult me. Who make an alliance, but not of my spirit. You, you've been negotiating, politicking with Egypt. Uh, you go down to Egypt, you don't ask for my direction. You're, you're living a self-governing life. I don't need God. I need Egypt. I don't need God. I need a fast horse. I don't need God. I can get through this. I need money. Give me money. Give me a position. Uh, give, me some, uh, give me some drugs. Give me some old connections. I'll go back where I used to hang out when the blues hit me. I'll look up that old bar drinking crowd I used to run with. I'll look up the old crowd where I used to get a hit on a down Friday night. He said, you're seeking refuge from Pharaoh. You're wanting to get into his shadows. And he describes him going down to these cities down in the Negev. And they're loading up their mules and their camels. They're taking all these, they're buying protection. They're taking all these goods down there and brokering a deal with Egypt. And they say, we got it made, man. There's nothing to fear in the north. And all the time, they're ignoring God's help. They're refusing God's help. Look at verse 7. Egypt's help is worthless and empty. Therefore, I have called her Rahab, who sits still. And one translation is Rahab, the do-nothing. Egypt is a do-nothing. They're taking your treasuries. They're taking your money. But they can't deliver you from what's coming. Because what's coming is going to come from God. It's like last night. Huh? What could have delivered you at 3.30 this morning? 
If God wanted to make it a, a 10 point earthquake, where do you run? I grew up with the black spiritual center man. Where are you going to run? Where are you going to run when Jesus comes? You'll run to the rocks, but they won't hide you. You'll run to the rocks, but they don't hide you. Where are you going to run? Where are you going to run when Jesus comes? When you're in trouble with God, you can't outrun the judgment. When you're in trouble with God, no matter where you go, the trouble is going to meet you. You can get rid of some old enemies. I know people moved out of the Bay Area to get away from the drug connection. But you can't move away from the God who's going to judge you. Israel, I'm coming after you. And I've used Assyria on Samaria and the ten northern tribes. I'm going to use Babylon because you keep trusting in your horses in Egypt. You're making alliances and you're refusing reliance on me. And so he keeps telling them, uh, when your troubles are from God, where do you hide? It's a terrible thing to be in trouble with God. We've always got God painted as a benevolent Santa Claus just trying to give away his gifts that nobody wants. But this God is a God of wrath also. He's a God. Notice, you don't want to hear about the Holy One of Israel. Uh, listen to what he says to them. He goes on. Uh, there's three things I would summarize that put them in trouble. Number one, they rejected the Word of God. Listen to verse 8 through 12. Now, write this on a tablet. Make a public record of what I'm saying. These are rebellious people, lying children, children unwilling to hear the instruction of the Lord. I don't want to hear what God has to say. Now, watch what they do. Who say to the seers, the, like the prophets, those who get a word from God, do not see. Don't, don't tell us anything. And to the prophets, do not prophesy to us what is right. Speak to us smooth things. Make us feel good. Put another song on the deck while we dance on the Titanic. Please put on some songs that will make me feel good while I'm drowning. Paul told a young preacher, the time will come well, men will heap up their own kinds of teachers, and the art will be make them feel good. Don't ever let them feel bad. Kind of like the Robert Schuller ministry. Don't use the word sin. Just promote self-esteem. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm nice when all the time I'm in trouble with God. And he says, speak to us smooth things. Prophesy illusions. Leave the way. Turn aside from the path. Let us hear no more about the Holy One of Israel. Then God says, because you despise this word and trust in oppression, I am judging you, and you're in trouble. Hear me, hear me. Our greatest uh, safety is obeying what God says. Once we lose an appetite for hearing and obeying the Word of God, it's over. We're in deep trouble. And all you could really expect from God is the negative side of God, the holiness of God that must deal with our rebellious rejection of what He has to say. 
Uh, I, I can't imagine a child uh, in your house just all of a sudden putting their fingers in their ears. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you. Uh, tell me some lies. Tell me I really did get an A when I got an F. Tell me I'm doing good when I'm dropping out. Tell me everything's okay when I've just joined a gang. When you reject the Word of God, you're in trouble with God. No matter who we are. God's Word. Then he says in verse 15, they refused to rely on God. And he said, if you would just trust God, he would give you the strength to get through this trial. But they refused this trust. He's inviting them, trust me. And they said, we can't rely on you, God. Isaiah said, I'm going to rely on this God. This is the God of the Exodus. This is the God that enabled us to take over uh, Canaan under Joshua. He's delivered us, delivered us, delivered us. And now a generation in Judah has grown up and says, no, I want to trust something I can see, feel, touch. I, I'm into military alliances. I'm not into God. God can't, I'm not trusting what I can't see. I'm not trusting what I can't feel. I'm going to trust the alliance we made with Egypt. I'm going to trust something I can touch and feel. And so they refused to rely on God. And in verse 15, they refused to return to God. So they reject the word of God. They refuse to rely on God. And they refuse to return to God. They're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. You might be such a person today. Uh, you might be in trouble. And you know what we tend to do? Uh, the marriage isn't well, maybe, and finances aren't well. Hell, uh, all the human circumstances. And there is a side... And I don't think we want to get dismal here, but sometimes you need to ask, is your trouble coming from God? That doesn't sound comforting, does it? Because we always want to say, well, all things work together for good. Not when you're rejecting him. Amen. Not when you're rebelling. Not when you're refusing to cooperate. God is going to deal with you. If you're his child, he'll deal with you in discipline, but there will still be pain. I know people in this church, I cannot tell you how deep the losses were, the pain. I've been to the funerals that God used to awaken them, to quit playing loose with God. God has all sorts of ways to get our attention, and trouble is one of them. It's why C.S. Lewis said that uh, pain was God's megaphone to talk to a deaf world, for we never seem to listen to God without pain. That's the wonderful thing if God would see fit to save you when you're young. Instead of having all these years of painful memories, what, what you can do by the time you're 23 is amazing. You can have a few children out of wedlock. You can have a prison record. You can have a marriage that's gone bad. You can have a habit you can't hardly whip. You can get into a lot of trouble really quick. 
And he's telling them, you're rejecting me. You won't come to me. You won't rely on me. You reject my word. So what do you expect? Let the good times roll when they're not going to roll for you. You're in trouble. You're in trouble with God. I just thought when I was back with my daughter and the grandchildren uh, one night, they live out in the country. I mean, they're, they're country folks. They're on about a seven-acre place, and uh, man, there's, there's snakes, coyotes, and oh, and my grandchildren love it, you know. Uh, my, my one grandson's raising a python, if you can believe it. Uh, I've got, my sister would have already croaked if she'd seen the python, already gone to heaven. But man, he's all boys, got ten knives and about uh, four guns. Oh man, hunt, shoot, arrows. Uh, I don't know if he's spelled yet, but man, he's got the knives. He, he's all into that. Loves it. But one night, uh, my son has motion detector lights on the outside. Sometimes dogs could be coyotes, whatever, get into their garbage outside. And uh, the motion lights came on, and I was uh, awakened by that, and I'm just waiting. And, uh, you know, I was laying there, and it seemed like that motion light stayed on so long. But then all of a sudden, it went out. And it was like this stark analogy hit me. Someday the lights are going out in all the universe. And to see a man or woman die without Christ, their last breath, the lights go out. And they never come on again. They're out. And God is saying, return to me. You're in trouble. Obey my word. I'm better than an alliance with Egypt. I'm better than an alliance with any human person, system, military might you can broker a deal with. Now listen to the results that will come for for the rebellion. Verse 7, he said, uh, uh, you're... You've made an alliance that is worthless and just don't count on any help. Number one, your alliance will prove nil and void. Egypt will not show up and you'll be left alone. Don't count on her help. They are a do-nothing alliance. Two, uh, because you have despised the word of God in verse 12, you will suffer like verse 13. This iniquity will be like a breach in a high wall, bulging out and about to collapse, whose breaking comes suddenly in an instant, and its breaking is like that of a potter's vessel. It will break so fine there will be nothing used to scoop water or anything to stir the fire with. I'm going to shatter you like a broken wall, and all of the pottery that goes with it, there'll be nothing. It will come suddenly collapse. I'm telling you, Israel, your troubles are upon you, and judgment is going to visit you. And Isaiah, the man who prophesied this, saw them go into Babylon. And guess what the people of Judah did to him? They sawed him in two. 
They didn't want to hear this message, so they put him in a log and cut him in two in the midsection. I don't want to hear trouble. I don't want to hear I got enough trouble of my own. He's wanting to tell them how to escape the trouble that God is bringing, and he can't get their attention. So he says, judgment will come like a wall caving in. It'll be instant. It'll be thorough. It'll be shattering. There'll be nothing left. So he tells them, you're headed for captivity. You're headed for judgment. And no matter of religion, no matter of shutting the mouths of the prophets and the seers, no amount of rejection. Right now you seem to be in charge, but when judgment falls, you'll be shattered and fall like a broken wall. Sudden. Um, it's an amazing thing. When you're in trouble with God, the only one who can deliver you from divine trouble is God. God is the only one that can deliver you. And that's what he did at the cross. The only cure for your sins is God's cure. God has the only cure about how you've offended him, how we've sinned against him, how we've broken his commandments, how we've rejected his word. We're smarter, better. I don't need to know but thanks anyway. And God says, I'm the only one that can deliver you from the trouble that I'm going to bring. God's wrath is coming upon a world that has flipped him off and said, we have no use for you. Take it somewhere else. Matter of fact, Eastern religions are looking good as America is invaded with immigrants from all over the world. They're bringing their gods. They're bringing their religions. And this country is quickly losing a Judeo-Christian ethic. We're falling, falling. You know, we can't keep our young people after 19. They're gone. They're gone. That's the report. Your kids will be gone unless God regenerates them. And it won't be they just raised their hand when they were six years old in junior church and said, I believe. That won't get you to heaven unless it's an authentic believing. Do they really know the gospel? It won't be that you can get them to raise their hand. There must be a life heart trust. We must give them something to believe more than something to do. You see, what preaching's all about is trying to show how lovely the God is whom you are rejecting. The only thing I'm really wanting to do in this pulpit is to show people how wonderful, how lovely, how beautiful is the Savior they don't want. I'm trying to get you to believe someone. I'm not asking you to be circumcised like Galatians. I'm not asking you to genuflect. I'm not asking for your money, really. I'm not asking you for any words. Can I give you someone to believe? And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Thank you for joining us today. We trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in your walk and your relationship with Jesus Christ. As we conclude our time together today, we would remind you that copies of today's program are yours simply for the asking. Contact us either by phone, mail, or email. You can stop by our website, valleybible.org, place an email order, or give us a call at 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. Simply mention today's date when you contact us. 
You can also write, our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. You're also welcome to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church in Hercules. If you don't belong to a church at this point in time, consider this a formal invitation to join us for worship. We meet at 9 and 11, and all of our directions and information can be found again on our website, valleybible.org, or simply call 855-833-9864. As we near the end of the year, I know that there are many of you who are considering year-end gifts. Would you consider Truth For Today on that list? It is through your prayers and your financial involvement with this ministry that allows us to continue the ministry on a weekly basis here on KFAX. And again, all of your gifts are tax-deductible, and we would love for you to again consider a year-end gift as we come to the close of 2014. And we would also ask that you consider monthly giving as well. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to come to you on a weekly basis as you, our faithful listeners, continue to support the ministry. So consider that as you contact us again at 855-833-9864. You can also give securely online at our website, valleybible.org, or simply write. 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, and the zip code is 94547. We thank you for joining us today, and trust we'll see you again next week at this same time as we bring you another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, the ministry of Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Until then, may God bless you as you seek His truth for today. Today.